The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Dude, new year, new you. New me. I'm a whole year older. I hardly recognized you. Dude, I'm a digit changed and I'm an older man now. I was just saying, does it feel longer than normal since we've done this? I feel like it's been forever. It hasn't been. It feels maybe I don't. Yeah, it does feel like it's been a couple of weeks, even though it has been one week. No, I mean, we postponed. We're a little later in the week than normal, but by like not not much. So we should greet the people. Hi, Kira. Kira's in the background. Yeah, she's over there. She didn't want to. She want to say hi to me. She can't hear you because I have headphones not, on. That's sorry, excuse. I think she just flipped me off. She waved. That was a wave. <laughs> I know it was a wave. Well, hey, we uh, we're Sound Seven Podcast. We are a better than average podcast, but just barely. Just coming in over the bar, and each week we get together, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us, and we invite you to come along with us. More often than not, we bring a guest along to join us, and on this, the very first episode of 2022, we have done exactly that, and we would love to welcome Miss Emily Matheson to the podcast. Welcome, Yay. Emily. Hello. Thanks for having me. It wasn't easy. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so Now, we've tried a few times, I feel like. There was another, yeah. your, um, Emily's a youngin. She's, a, she's younger than you, Josh. She got you beat by a good bit. Wow. And we both know how young you are. Dude, I'm still wearing baby diapers. So so Emily's actually home on a break from college. I am. Home on the old Christmas break. So we tried to do this, I don't know, some previous break and Mm -hmm. couldn't quite make it happen. And uh, It was the Christmas break. Now we're in the New Year break. That's the past. And here we... It's still the Christmas (laughs) break, buddy. I was out looking at Christmas lights tonight. So... um, but no, Emily, so uh, we, I think we've talked, uh, I'm sure we've talked on here at some point about the fact that I work at a school and uh, Emily, when I first started, Emily attended that school. I was there. Oh. Yeah. Saw it live and in person. So I start, when I started there, I caught like the tail end of a year, which let me tell you, it's just the perfect time to join the staff at a school. So graduation, uh, at least down here in, uh, in Florida in the South tends to be towards the end of May. And I started like May one, and oh by the way, one of my larger tasks of the of the year every year uh, is to execute graduation. Mm. Like it's the, fun though. Hey, we did one together. We did do. That? We did do a graduation. It was together. outside so, too. That was crazy. So Emily wasn't in my first grad, that very first graduating class, but. Uh, I, I'm not, a, that's always the question when somebody's like, where do you work? I'm, I'm like, I work at that school, you know, over there. And, uh, <laughs> like, Oh, what do you teach? Uh, nothing. 
I don't, I don't teach anything. So uh, I am administrative staff. And I want to be very clear uh, because uh, there's a lot of Ill, Ill will towards them. I feel like uh, in schools, I'm not an administrator. That's those are people far uh, more important and higher paid than myself. I'm administrative staff, not an administrator. But so uh, the, for the high school, for the upper school, for the middle school, the kids actually come in and do the announcements in my office every morning. Uh, and Emily was uh, our announcements host. I was ton of fun. I yeah. first met you in the office like that first time, mm-hmm. and you were like really nice. You were, like asked me questions and stuff. That doesn't and then, sound like, like me. I know. The more I got to know you, I was like, oh, that was a total facade. <laughs> <laughs> I think You're I I I wrote like a thank you card to everyone in in the office, and yours all it said was kale. Sometimes you don't have a black heart. And that was literally wow. it. Wow. But see, then then when I don't, those times are meaningful. They're so meaningful. Do you feel like a better person now because of that? Me? Yeah. Doing the announcements? Um, yes, definitely. Wow, wow. <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> it was fun. Uh, so uh, so that's how I got to know Emily every, every morning for, uh, I don't know, 100, 180 days or so. Coming in doing the announcements with her her little buddy Ezras, mm-hmm. so who uh, ended up being was he one of two valedictorians that year? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, but it uh, it was a good time, and uh, and here we are now. So, but uh, Emily's gone on to uh, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you can call them bigger and better things, but they're bigger and better, bigger and better. <laughs> and he, well, I say that, and then she's on the side of some podcast. So, <laughs> so is she really winning? Downhill. So, but at least but, she would know how to talk into a mic because she had to do it for the announcements. So she's, a, she could be yeah, a professional it's, podcast. It's, host. It's, you would think it's actually just, it's just a phone. No, just it's a, definitely a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of skill involved. Definitely not just definitely. anyone can do it. Definitely. They wouldn't just send me replacements last minute on no, mornings no, no. that they couldn't do it. Definitely not. I would never uh, do that to you. So, uh, but, uh, well, before we get into it, let's, uh, Let's uh, fuel up here. Let's uh, hit the old uh, Jocko goes. Now, Emily, of course, as a as a regular listener, you'll mm-hmm. know that uh, uh, Josh <laughs> uh, often uh, pre cracks his, gets thirsty, and forgets. So, and we all do it at the is, same time. Now, uh, I'll try not to judge you too harshly based on the answer to this question. This is your first, your first Jocko go. It is, and I've so. never seen this ever. You I don't even seen, know do you where not go you to got Wawa? this. To get gas, that's it. I don't really go inside very oh, see, often. You got it. You got hey, it. Well, do you I use mean, the app when you go to Wawa to get gas? I, I don't. Should I do that? Yeah, because if oh. you you can sit in your car, you open the Wawa app, you click fuel at the bottom, you select what location you're at. It knows pretty quick because GPS is a thing, and then mm-hmm. you select your pump number. You I just do Apple Pay right there, and then it goes okay, activating your pump. Your pump activates. You hear the little chime outside. You get up. You just click your grade you want. Put it in your car and you're done. Wow, it's pretty great. And then you get reward you for points them. for it, so you get like a free whatever if you get enough points. I love free whatevers. Yeah, <laughs> free whatevers are my favorite. So, but enough about Wawa. Enough so about it. Your fir- now, uh, this might be the wrong move because you are starting with the king of all flavors, the mango. the mango. The mango is the best flavor. I really like mango. But there's several close ties for second. So, okay. so there's other options. So, cheers. Cheers. All right, here we go. First, first okay. step here. You just hear barfing noises. <laughs> that is uh, 
it's a lot of passion in there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, is a, it is passion fruit mango. Kind of very <laughs> so not flavorful. only will you be energized, but were you to need mm-hmm. to deadlift right now, you should be able to, <laughs> after that sip, be able to deadlift roughly wow. 1,200 pounds. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Just if you finish the can, those numbers continue, right. continue to climb. Kale, okay, tell me what you but, think about uh, this. Um, I So my... I mentioned last week my friend, quote unquote, hurt his back last week, but it was me. I was putting up a front for the doctor right, on right. the podcast. Really? It was me. It Wait, was me. No, you were talking about you the whole time. Year, new me. Gosh, I yeah. never would have. So it was pretty guessed. bad uh, when we recorded. It was hurting. The plane ride to Denver for four hours did not help, shockingly. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was the worst pain I've ever been. And so bad. I've never been to a chiropractor, but I was like, maybe I should go. I'm, I'm going to go on Christmas Eve to a chiropractor. I went, I uh, was talking with the guy. The doctor was incredible. He was great. He's going to be the Ted Lasso of chiropractors because he's okay. literally leaving here, America, to go be a chiropractor in England in J- wow. the, like in two days, actually. So that's hilarious. Does he have a mustache and is a really positive outlook on life? He definitely had the positive outlook on life. He did not have the mustache. And he also had glasses. So maybe glasses instead of a stash. So he's Coloradian Ted Lasso. All right, Colorado. but he was telling me that Colorado deadlifts Indian. are pointless. Like, um, hmm. and he was saying there's there's way better workouts to than deadlifts. He goes, "What are you <laughs> What are you really doing?" And then he said, "When you get like, what happens a lot of time is when you get to the peak of your deadlift. You know how you arch your back at the peak at the top." He goes, "That's like the worst thing you can do for your back." The dude's also like six years old, so I'm like, "I'm gonna trust your forty something, thirty something years of experience." But I've never heard that before. That deadlifts. He's like, "There's better, more." Um, what's the word uh performance or whatever you can see more results from other better workouts than a deadlift okay sure thank you, god i didn't do it then yeah i almost did i almost <laughs> just left this podcast to do it you would have thank thrown you out so your much back for the warning. We've had a call oh my gosh that, uh, six, I'm, I'm so young i have so much to live the, for the, that 60 year old pothead chiropractor just oh. saved your life secondhand wow thank you so much so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think deadlifts are dumb or you, you think they're a decent workout? No, routine? I do think uh, deadlifts, as with all weighted movements, it's very important to have proper form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people don't um, ever learn proper form. And even a lot of people who are even licensed um, instructors to teach proper form uh, don't teach proper form. So even gotcha. something as simple as it's very important to um, keep the head neutral throughout that. But a lot you see people um, arch their head back throughout the movement and then bring it back to neutral as they come up. Right. So they're basically in like a looking up movement as they're bent forward. So that's even that portion is, is improper form. Right. Um, and so really, and that's why um, like when you, because when you get hurt doing an, an exercise, it's, uh, because of bad form. So, yeah. and what a lot, what a lot of times will happen is even if you have proper form as you fatigue throughout the movement, your form will get worse. And a lot of people will push through and your form gets worse because your your bot, you're, you're kind of even subconsciously trying to find cheats. Mm-hmm. Like when your form tweaks, it's because you're finding extra leverage by changing like moment arms and stuff so that you can continue the movement. Right. When really at the point at the point at which you can't, maintain proper form is when you should stop the movement. That's when you're done. Right. That's when you're right. too fatigued to continue. So, uh, no, I don't think there, you I know. probably could have added some extra words to his sentiment. Maybe he would probably explain it better than I just did in a really quick way. But he was like, eh, I think there's better things you can do than a deadlift. Uh, I mean, fair. they're, they're not the, the end all be all and there's, I mean, you get into the world of fitness and nutrition, which they, you know, they go hand in hand. 
And I mean, every, you know, find 10 experts and you'll get 10, 10 right. opinions, right. you know? Um, so you got to kind of weigh those people and figure out who, uh, you know, but I, I look at like, we, uh, we talked about him on here last week, Peter Atias, somebody who, uh, you know, I put a lot of faith in as uh, a well-educated, well-researched MD. And I see Atia doing uh, deadlifts with proper form in his own workouts. We right. post them. Uh, I defer to Peter Atia and his uh, access to information mm-hmm. and cutting edge research um, over the the Rando Calridian Calrissian yeah. Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that's his name. That guy, that chiropractor. I'm like, eh. That when you really dig into chiropractic, like when you really get into it, it's kind of based in quackery. I'm not saying there's nothing legit to chiropractic. But the guy that started it was definitely uh, kind of a kook. Mm. Um, so it's it's whatever. But I mean, I walked out feeling much better f- with whatever he did, and everything he told me has helped since. So, and oh, I've been good. doing the things he said, and so my back w- recovered pretty well after I talked yeah. to him. As uh, as you guys are getting wiser in years, do you guys have a uh, back problems pretty often? <laughs> well, I only my back's only screed up because in high school I think i was doing bench wrong i think oh. i was told to arch my back and he's like that's the worst thing you could ever do you always want to have a flat back and so that helped and then i did i think i probably did a couple deadlifts wrong in high school and so it, it tweaked it hard like so bad i couldn't even bend over time my shoes type deal like oh, it wow. was excruciating so ever since that point if i do something wrong today or if i'm leaned over working on something too long you name whatever I could I could get there pretty quick. So hmm. this particular time, I have no idea what I did. Maybe because I just turned thirty, and it's, my body's just like, "Hey, man, it's that time. You're done being healthy with your body. You're gonna suck." So I think I don't know. Maybe I slept wrong. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think you have to. I, I, I like I think it's uh, I don't know a wife's tale, a myth that you just have to slowly deteriorate into old age until you die. Um, I think you can be very intentional about uh, staying active and being healthy and doing that in, in good ways that aren't injury or prone. Um, so that's part of why, like we talked, I don't know, way, way back when, um, somewhere in the teens, we talked some about the the high intensity, not H-I-I-T, but H-I-T right. that I used to do with a guy named Drew Bay. And I'd still love to get Drew on the podcast sometime because, again, very, very experienced, very well researched, very intelligent, very knowledgeable uh, and breaks down training you know, to the level of the joint movements and what muscles are moving, what and how. So I've even had him break down specifically this for me, like part of why correct form on deadlift is correct form. So like he'd pull out this like 3d like muscle and skeleton app and like zoom down and show, okay, here's, here's the muscles we're talking about Mm -hmm. here. So at that base on your spine, there's these, there's these tiny little muscles that kind of crisscross and support all that. So really when you're deadlifting, like, that's why you don't want to arch your back when you deadlift. Like you shouldn't be rounding your back and then straightening it out as part right. of the movement because those muscles aren't well suited to that. And you will strain them. You will detach things. You will pull things. You will get injured. So that's why it's supposed to be a tight neutral spine the whole time, because what you can do is tight tense those muscles and lock them down. And then you're supposed to hold them that way. So it's holding a strong neutral spine, but they're not like uh, contracting and expanding throughout that movement. They're locked down the whole time. Right. And so at the point that if you can't hold that neutral back and your back starts to round, that's when you should be done 
with your deadlifts because if you're rounding and then straightening back out and then you're you actually are contracting those muscles that's when you'll get an injury gotcha so but that's part of why like the idea behind hit isn't it's the only way to get strong uh, but in that there are many methodologies that will get you as strong as you are genetically capable of doing hit is the safest it will be as effective as anything else and is the safest and it's probably a conversation for another podcast but it is interesting yeah i mm. since we had that podcast i've i've think i've heard only once that kind of workout routine mentioned from you and then i think since we recorded that i've heard it from maybe two or three other people that like respectable people that i'm like oh yeah you know about that too so that is a yeah. thing and kill it just make it up on the spot just kidding yeah no it's you're mo you're more likely to hear probably um like if you're if you're looking into uh strength training or talking to people who strength train you'd be more likely to hear about super slow which is hit it's just like kleenex right, right. like it's not a kleenex it's a tissue kleenex is the brand name um so super slow was kind of like a, a package system of hit training um, so you may be, and, and even that's not, you know, I don't know how prominent that is anymore, but it's, it's definitely interesting stuff. Hard workouts, man. It's tough to, to do yeah. HIT workouts. Um, really, really tough because you're doing everything to positive muscle failure. It's a lot of burn. It's a lot of going, uh, <laughs> like, you know, that is like the, drew my trainer would describe it as like, there's a difference between like soreness, like muscle pain, like burn and acute pain, like joint pain. He's like joint pain, acute pain. We're going to stop. Muscle burn, we don't stop. If the muscle can keep moving, we're not done with the movement. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I actually think he learned this technique in North Korea. So, mm. um, you know, but no, it's it's interesting stuff. It's cool. Look it up. Uh, you mentioned Emily is doing way better things now. What are, what are those way better things now? Since uh, uh, high school. I'll, I'll let her answer. Yeah. You're, how long, when did you graduate? Uh, it all blends together. About two years ago. So... Nine two. I was about to start with ninety. I don't know where that came from. No, that 20, was me. Twenty nineteen. I graduated. 20, you're an old lady now. I, t- I, I guess. Um, my roommate did call me a eighty year old woman just because I make tea at night. There's nothing Who wrong doesn't? with making tea. <laughs> that makes. That's that. I don't know why people associate certain things as being old. Like I eat soup and cures. Like you can take your teeth out before you eat that soup. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I it's soup. Uh, it's good. Yeah. No, that's fair. Tea calms me down. Helps me sleep at night. Yeah. But that's great. Uh, so well, yeah. so a bit more to the backstory here, right? So Emily had that one year where she was a senior, and really my position because of the nature of it, I'm, I don't interact with students a ton. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit here and there, but none of the students are like, oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Matthews. Actually, when they call me Mr. Matthews, always kind of weirds me out. <laughs> um, but so the announcement kids being kind of the exception to that, right? I interact with them a ton. Um, and so you know, hung out with Emily and Ezra, you know, every morning, all year long, uh, whatever. And then I was I was so awful. I was so black hearted. Um, that when it was gone and when she was gone, Emily decided a year later to come back and intern for me in the office oh, for a yeah. summer, uh, because I was so horrible. No, uh, COVID was the best thing to happen to us in the office that summer. I, you can't phrase that. People be like, my mom died, my uncle died. I'm not talking about that. That wasn't good for us, but like, uh, not the summer right after Emily graduated, but the summer, summer after that, yeah. she was scheduled to go out of state mm. to be a camp counselor, mm-hmm. you know, as Christian college kids do. And the <laughs> camp got canceled, Yeah, which yeah, was awesome culture. for us because she called, she reached out to the office. She's like, hey, would you guys have stuff for me to do? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we got stuff for you to do. 
it was fun we i got to play in graduation outdoors it was it was a really nice ceremony you did a great yeah. job with it kale it, it wasn't fluff we had you do a lot of real work it that was. summer yeah so. i just left sweating and just beat down <laughs> <laughs> so she worked a grueling tuesday through thursday oh, schedule yeah. and uh it was a lot of fun though it, it gave me something to do i feel like the most important thing about it was just like especially during that summer just you had to find something to do you couldn't just sit around and just think a lot um but but since then i i attend southeastern university yeah. go fire uh oh, in nice. lakeland getting my degree in organizational leadership with two minors in youth ministry and business um kale said i w- or after uh that summer i was a camp counselor last summer i was able to serve 14 year old girls going into their first year of high school uh and then i'm next summer i'm going back as camp pastor and very excited about that um but yeah i feel like looking back after i graduated high school the lord's just been so good he's provided me with great community great friends uh things to do i'm a part of a planning committee at southeastern called campus-wide events and cleverly named yes it's quite literally what we do right. plan events for but the what campus. should we call it guys <laughs> there's so many acronyms there's fye cw sga every hey you know this is a pg <laughs> podcast right just watch your mouth um but it's fun uh i got to cook chili for 400 people in a tiny tiny kitchen in a little house i live in um definitely I, I used to do that a lot in high school. Plan, you know, I planned homecoming and helped with prom and stuff. But this is on a bigger scale, so it's definitely challenging. It's a lot of fun, though. Um, yeah. So uh, Josh and I are both really familiar with Southeastern just because of the nature of what we've both done for so long. So right. I think my first uh, year of internship at my church was through Southeastern. Was it really? Yeah, but it wasn't Southeastern. Like the courses were today. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. So, uh, but just the area that we're at, uh, the church that Josh and I worked at together that, that Josh is still at is a, is a big Assemblies of God church and mm-hmm. Southeastern is actually an Assemblies of God yeah. um, university. Uh, and so we sent a lot of, still do, we sent a lot of kids, a large youth ministry. So a lot of kids go to, to over there to uh, Southeastern and then the school that I'm at now, the where you graduated from, we sent, we graduated a lot of students mm-hmm. um, over to Southeastern. But for those of you not familiar with it, it's uh, it's an Assemblies of God. Uh, started out as a, a little Bible college in Lakeland, been I over did. there for a long time. Yep. And these days is a full blown uh, li- a, liberal arts university. Yeah. I was a tour guide. And, uh, and whenever I would give a tour, we would stop in the chapel and some parents would ask, like, uh, what, what what do you guys believe? And I was like, we're an Assemblies of God institution. And they would just take, like, a deep breath. And they would just look so relieved that, you know, they just felt like they were sending their kids yeah. to something in line with what they believed in. That's cool. now, but you didn't, uh, like, grow up in an AG church, did you? Uh, no, I went to a non-denominational church. Um, I mean, I didn't really go to Southeastern because it was right. AG. I went to Southeastern just because fell in love with it. And but some people go to like like you can go to Notre Dame and that's a Christian college, right? But I mean, right. eh, come on, <laughs> come on, right? So, but Southeastern like Assemblies of God school period, like it is an AG, it is a Christian school, it yeah, is an AG school. You're doing chapel, like yeah. The the spiritual life aspect is a is a real thing. It's not right. an afterthought, right? It's front and center. So I could see somebody like just looking for like a good actual, you know, Bible believing conservative Christian college ending mm-hmm. up at Southeastern, but you're coming from like, 
you know, your 400 person Presbyterian church, there could be some culture shock there Definitely. come time for chapel. But I mean, yeah. if you were going non denom, then not quite as uh, drastic yeah. a transition there. It was good. Like I first got there and uh, like I, I didn't, it was a culture shock. Like yeah. people were speaking in tongues and I was like, what? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> like it was just like, <laughs> so it, it was, I first semester there stretched me a lot and, uh, and I'm not the only one as well. Like yeah. it's just, uh, but it is so rich in community and the heartbeat of campus is, servant leadership you know we, we have this fountain in the center of campus where it's jesus washing peter's feet and um there's a reason it's in the center of campus and uh you know just being able to live that out is it's cool it's awesome yeah no it's uh, it's been cool how like what's enrollment now do you know i believe it's five thousand on campus but well i don't i never really know because there's so many uh in like online platforms as well. There's a lot of different places that you can attend. Right. But on campus, it's about 5,000. But it, it's cool because, you know, everybody kind of knows everybody. You see familiar faces pretty often. Um, everyone like cares about one another. Like we have to take this one course called uh, SEU 101 uh, first semester of freshman year. And there was a guy who um, had transferred from a, a public university and at the end of the semester the professor was asking like how was everyone's first year and this guy raised his hand he was like everyone is just so nice here like it's just so bizarre like people ask me how my day goes and like he was just it was a little he was blown away in a good way yeah uh, but yeah it's awesome i'd be surprised at only five does that surprise you josh five, enrollment of five thousand i i didn't know what they were running Period. I feel like it'd be so, so much yes, bigger that's these crazy. days. Because, I mean, like, you now UCF's, like, always, you know, vying for, like, highest enrollment in the country. It bounces around a little bit. But UCF's, what like, UCF know, like 60, 65K. Yeah. Oy vey. It's a few people. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know any of these numbers. So, like, either way, I'm impressed. Oy. So, now, if you didn't catch it, because Emily said it earlier, the, the mascot there at FCU. Go fire. It's uh <laughs> wow. They're they're the they're the <laughs> fire. Oh yeah. Our mascot um, is just a sight for sore eyes. He's just incredible. That's um it's <laughs> I, now I I should say kudos cuz you know a lot of Christian schools they kind of default to like you're probably either lions or eagle eagles. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably like a better than 85% chance that if you're attending a Christian school your mascot's a lion or an eagle. Right. Oh, actually, I kind of get the lion thing. I don't know where we come up with the eagle thing. Um, I guess soar, soar on wings soar, like eagles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, at that point, you you could be the Leviathans too. Like if we're just going to say, well, if an animal is mentioned <laughs> in the Bible. Um, I guess. But, uh, so I guess I guess fire is at, at least creative. But yeah, go fire. Yeah. Um, Our, I mean, uh, it feels like board. bad grammar to uh, me. Go fire. Go fire. I mean, it's yeah. it's just two words. But our scoreboard shoots fire out of the top when we score a touchdown. Not nice. just as the Lord intended. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. When Jesus was well, dying on the cross, he's like, I really hope yeah. someone uses this sacrifice to put it in their <laughs> scoreboard. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's uh, cool. But our mascot has like flames coming out of yeah. his head, and so clearly you're hating both college and the college experience. Not at all. <laughs> 
So uh, you said you're a, you're in the middle of your sophomore year. Uh, junior year. Junior year. Nice. Yes. Getting old. Yep. And not uh, not married yet. Well, that's no need. <laughs> All right. Do college people this, look to get married when they're in college? Oh, they yeah. look to find the person, but to get what? married in college is another thing. Well, the joke, and I think this gets gets made about a lot of Christian schools, uh, and it worked better when it was Southeastern Bible College, not Southeastern University. Uh, but the play on words would be Southeastern Bridal College, mm. uh, where you're that. where you're going to get hitched. Yeah, once upon a time, I think it was pretty rare to uh, get this deep into your college really? run at Southeastern and not I get hitched. So it's it. It happens, but it also doesn't happen. Like there's, it, it definitely happens a lot more than it does at like a public there university. It is. But yeah, I mean, it's it's whatever. It's cool. I so, mean, good for them. Um, it's awesome. Um, now, but now it's it's been a long time since I was. Well, I say a long time. I'm at, right. UC, I'm at UCF fairly regularly because there's all kinds of stuff to do out there, and we we don't live too far away here where right. we're at. But uh, you know. The general read is that um, colleges, universities, campuses um, are basically giant woke left-wing cesspools now. Is it? And, uh, you know, one would hope that a school like Southeastern uh, is uh, maybe an exception to that rule. But then, you know, you see stories, as one does, about creep of of some of those issues, some of those stances, some of those teachings um, at some of the the bigger, more conservative schools. Like what? Um, I don't know. Like what, Josh? (laughs) I I don't don't know know this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even really know you. Well, I mean, so like obviously things um, like critical race theory and gender identity and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. That's just. Like, that's in the news. Those are big driving topics right now. They're divisive topics. Uh, and so, like, I'm wondering what you see. Like, you um, you know, what you read is that a lot of that actually is driven and has come out of universities. Mm-hmm. So, what interests me is what has the creep of those types of teachings and ideologies been at a school like Southeastern? Or you don't see it and hear it at all. It's a non-issue. Well, kind of confusing what you're asking. Like... If things like what you listed, are they a problem because of what's being taught at a college level? No, no, no. I'm just saying like, how, how, if at all, are those things like discussed, experienced, whatever at a school like Southeastern? Are you seeing issues with that, like being driven in the student body or uh, at at any level? Like, are you seeing those things taught in courses? Are you like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Southeastern, I think, does an excellent job um, in the classroom and out of the classroom. Out of the classroom, uh, one of our chapels is called Unscripted, and it's Thursday mornings, and we just, uh, it's different every week. It's not rehearsed or anything. Um, there's, I think there's like a topic, uh, and then there's a panel, and so we, we just talk about kind of those issues that you're talking about and uh, students test text in uh, questions and whatnot. Um, Southeastern is like one of the most biggest advocates for having hard conversations. Um, I don't know if, if, uh, if I say something, are you like able to cut it out? Okay. I don't know if this is like allowed to be aired, but it is, but Southeastern sometimes just has conversations where uh, 
they're like, let's, let's talk about porn and students come in mixed company. They text in questions. Uh, and what's cool is they not only talk about it from like a spiritual thing of like how this really, really wears on your heart and on your soul, but also like from a physical level, like what is it doing to your mind? What is it doing to your body? Right. And so, um, it's, it's just highly educational and, um, it's just, ah, oh, finally, like we're able to kind of like normalize it. Like this is a problem. So let's talk about it. Uh, how can we help? Uh, in the classroom, I've had to take classes um, on uh, like, like about uh, race and uh, not so much uh, genderism or sexuality. There's not really classes about that, but um, talking about equality, you know, how like for me as a, as a white uh, woman, you know, what, what am I not seeing? What, what do I not know? How, how can I be more empathetic? How can I, um, relate? What, what's it like in the, in the shoes of a person of color and, you know, what are they seeing, you know, and just reading the books and the, um, lesson plans. I was like, wow, I, I really didn't know a lot. And it, it, it opened my eyes and it, I was able to just kind of, um, be more empathetic towards others, not so much where it's like, oh, like I, I pity you and stuff like that. But it's like, no, I just I just want to see how you live and see how you are. And so right. they're they're so uh, encouraging about having conversations with students, having conversations with faculty about things like that. And the faculty is just incredible. They're so open to um, getting lunch. Like the school gives the faculty free lunches to to meet with students. And um, I, I see students with our president. Uh, getting lunch with our president um and see what i heard there is that they have to actually bribe the faculty that you spend time with (laughs) to even talk to students well i mean if we feed you will you talk to them if we like (laughs) right but uh, i've had some incredible incredible uh professors this last semester i took homiletics which is how to preach the bible and dr hackett is just just a well of wisdom and it was fun Our, our final is we had to stand at one side of uh basically a courtyard in the center of campus and the rest of the class is on the other side of the courtyard and and you have to yell and project like a 30 second message basically um to and his whole point was you know sometimes in ministry there's not going to be a stage there's not going to be a microphone you're just going to have you your voice and the the message that the lord gave you so at first you know it's like embarrassing it's weird no one's comfortable doing this but you know no no there's always that one guy there's always that one guy who's like yeah <laughs> yeah but josh and i are fun. good friends with that guy yep. <laughs> i don't know who you're talking about man mm-hmm. you don't think alvarado would thrive in that situation I mean, all of the best to him. I think that's incredible. actually Alvarado's the one I meant lovingly, but there's a one I one I won't name on air that I mean mockingly, and it's 100 percent accurate. That's funny. Yeah, I'll text it to you. So, <laughs> well, no, good, good to hear that there's some some Christian schools that are still, you know, yeah, Christian schools. So now you're deep into your college run. I guess so. You're like a you know approaching full-blown adult almost and yet you're home on break you're staying like at your parents yeah where else am i gonna go well hey what do i i I don't know what are the options but so 
like do they still want to treat you like is it is it my house my rules yeah. is it like being back or they're they're just like no nah, you're like what's funny i just know my dad is gonna listen to this and my mom so i know that they're, hello, they're leaning in right now hello matheson's <laughs> um no they're you know incredible i i have an awesome mom and dad and my big brother uh you know, when I come home, you know, they're very understanding, you know, today, you know, after New Year's, I slept in until like one thirty. Uh, nice. but they're awesome. They, they give me my space when I need it, but the, you know, the house is just such a huge, like, especially as a college student with, you know, living with four roommates yeah. and you live on campus. So people are coming in and out of the house all the time. Uh, just the home is just such a place of rest and it's just so nice to be able to have that it's definitely definitely a miracle i know a lot of people don't have that and so um they're awesome my dad we you know we have our traditions we go ice skating and we make cookies and um we found a hike in florida it's crazy josh did you go ice skating with your dad for new year's or no he wasn't available (laughs) (laughs) it's too bad you should do that you do you and your dad went though right uh, no, we did the other, we went, we did the hike thing. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Must I be mean, nice. it was, it was, no, it was the, like, I just, I took the urn with me, but. Oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. My dad has a uh, big green egg, like that smoker yes. uh, grill thing. Uh-huh. He's huge about that. Like, like loves making brisket and pork and stuff like that so i eat very well when i come back for a break i was scrolling through my email just now i didn't see an invite to that uh when would that have been sent i'm no she sent it by text that was you probably had your notifications turned off yeah they were off yeah dang it oh yeah unread message there it is let's see or maybe your car marked it red josh claims his car marks messages red uh that's actually that uh, apple fixed that that's not an that was on apple side oh, on my car side so that's fixed. you never should have copped to that because that was a, a rock solid excuse for it was i should have not kept responding going with it, but no yeah it's fixed now now like kale when you text me and if i read it and i don't respond immediately it like because you're one of like the the face circles yeah and so like if, if i don't see it in the thread you can kind of see the preview of the message so I don't know who texts back last if you're just the, the bubble, the top hit or whatever they call it. What is right. the name for those circles at the top? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Pins? Pins, Pins Ellipses? Yeah. Um. yeah. So if you're a pin, I don't see your last message. So sometimes you can text me and if you're a pin, like, good luck if I see that you texted last <laughs> and not me. First world problems, man. I know, right? It's yeah. a hard... Emily, are you a team life. iPhone or team Android? I'm, uh, I'm on an iPhone. That's what's up. What yeah. uh, what gen? Oh, I don't know. I think like a ten. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. lately, I I uh, feel like the Samsungs. They just have so whoa. much better whoa, whoa, technology. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That like there's so and that's many the things show, that guys. they can Thank do you for that the iPhone can <laughs> <laughs> But oh. like for like they can do so much more than of, the iPhone. Like of the all reason the I falsehoods <laughs> that have been spoken on this podcast. That's so the falsest like, hood. We like to speak the truth here, and oh, someone okay. going to a southeastern college, I would expect you would also <laughs> speak truth. So you blatantly selling saying lies, like Androids do way more than an iPhone. I'm gonna have I mean, to call foul, friend. No, that's <laughs> I understand. Like, but I have an iPhone because like everyone works on an iPhone. Like, it's just compatibility. You know, just it makes it easier. Everyone gets so angry about these green texts. Oh, they're the worst. They're I the worst. really don't understand the. Yeah, big I wasted extra two minutes for you to respond <laughs> for it to send. 
When Josh and I worked near each other, I would occasionally just hear him from his office go, what are you, poor? Out loud. Oh. And that was his reaction to somebody's text popping up green oh, on his no. phone. Yeah. That doesn't hold as true as it used to. Used to, But right. it's still a funny reaction. I, I still appreciate that bit. It's still a good one. So... But yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Well, definitely false. Like definitely we, from we a just, capability well, issue. Well, we just have so strong opinions for things that don't matter. Let's fight right now. Let's, That's let's what argue. makes things fun and interesting. I guess. So, uh, Joshi Poo, I'm sure you saw this on uh, our Instagram because I know you keep a close eye on it, but uh, <laughs> I, I posted about it to the fans today. But uh, I hopped on the old MagSafe bandwagon. Hey, I had uh, somebody gifted me with uh, Anchor's MagSafe like car mount um, charger, oh, nice. which is fantastic. So this thing's like I don't I don't know what the model of it is. I, literally, I think it's like if you go to Amazon, it's like Anchor MagSafe car mount. Um, it's at Best Buy but, right now for sixty nine ninety nine. But uh, no, no, no. This one's like thirty six oh, bucks. Wait, this is twenty five on Amazon. Why would I ever go the, to this Best saying, Buy? So here's what's awesome. It comes with a vent mount, and it's actually rock solid. Like it's not like the cheap little clippy vent mounts. Mm-hmm. It's like got three points of contact. So it's got like this spring loaded hook oh, yeah. that grabs onto the little vent slat, and then two more feet that like press down on the dash. So it's you know what I'm saying. So it's not yeah. like all the pressure on the vent. Um. But then it also gives you a little dash mount with like the good 3M adhesive, not the stuff that's going to like stay there forever and wreck your dash. So you've got both those options. Uh, and then it's a it's a quick charger as long as you so it's USB C but you got to connect it to one of their like DC adapters like the cigarette lighter adapters yeah. uh, USB C but uh, so since somebody got me that I'm like so I, I just was basically giving it a go as test driving I'm like ah eh, do I care about MagSafe enough to like use this and to switch my phone case and stuff and I do it's awesome it's super convenient this uh, so, stand is only twenty four ninety nine on Amazon yeah it's a steal I mean you gotta buy like the separate charger plug-in so there's a little bit of expense there yeah but USB-C um, wait is it USB-C from you said USB-C right right yeah yep. so that's like that's not that expensive I guess if no, you no. don't have already a car yeah. cigarette thing whatever charger port car port that's USB-C those are a little pricey yeah so, but it, it does come with the cable, so you just need the charger. Oh, neat! But as as long as you get one that's capable of fast charging, then it fast charges over the MagSafe. So I actually uh, dug back in the Wayback Machine of my emails, uh, as we all know here on the Solid Seven Podcast. I'm a big fan of Nomad and their various accessories. Uh, and back when they released their MagSafe cases, those of us who had already bought the non-MagSafe version, they sent us fifty percent off coupons, and it had no expiration. Nice. So I bought the uh, the MagSafe version of their rugged case, which is, I mean, it's flawless. Like there, you, there's no visible difference other than on the inside of the case, you can see the little circle. Right. But it's still like, it's the Horween leather, super tight fit, like feels, feels factory, right? Like mm-hmm. it feels OEM. It feels like it would be something that Apple would make. Uh, and, this is the phone case? Yeah. And still, still locks right up to the mount. No problem. Charges, no problem. So happy all the way around. Kudos to uh, to Nomad and Anchor both on that one. If I'm you do happy... want an Anchor USB 3 car charger, um, they have one with one USB-C port and a regular USB port for $35.99. I, not too long ago, I saw on sale their like, dual USB-C. Uh, yeah, with I the see fast that charging. one right now. It's 39 I yeah, think I, I have a, this Anchor one yeah. with the regular USB and a USB-C. USB. So. Yeah, hello. Hello. 
but what? I like it. It's nice to just be able to, to literally just toss the phone up there and snag it when you're getting out. And it's not yep. falling between the seats or under the seats or in, taking up a cup holder. Right. And it's just always charged. And I wish you, you could transfer data through uh, MagSafe. So then if I get CarPlay or something, I don't have to like, because then my little uh, car mount MagSafe display is mute because I'm not going to charge it through MagSafe and then also have to plug in lightning at the bottom to get CarPlay yeah. to work. Yeah. How do you feel about the MagSafe chargers, Emily? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, well, see, you threw some shade at Apple, and we had to show them a little bit of love well, there. But fine. it's their MagSafe wireless is charging. dope, though. Yeah, it is. It's their wireless charging protocol. Oh, cool. That's really, it's not just wireless charging. It's There's a ton of ex- accessories built around it. So, Well, the uh, more accessories with, you have, like if you yeah. were to add their wallet now to your case, that wallet's yeah. sticking on harder than it would stick onto my phone with no case. Yeah. Because I like to go case-less. So starting with iPhone 12, mm-hmm. inside on the back of the phone, so they put a ring of magnets, and then below the ring, there's another little magnet. It's all inside. You don't see it. Okay. But so you've got all from chargers to like pop sockets, the little rings, people like cases, everything. It snaps right onto those and it automatically orients. So there's a little wall attachments, the whole nine. Right. Cool. But then like if you've ever tried wireless charging your phone at all, have you ever had to like do the yeah. shimmy all over? You don't have to do that with MagSafe. Like wow. it just sits in orients and it's it's automatic. I have this uh, theory that there's this just something wrong with my room in lakeland like i plug my phone in like just a regular charger uh-huh. and it doesn't charge and okay. i'll go to like 10 different outlets in the house and it works fine so i was like oh there's just something some the, the magnetic field in my room is just off right no of course and so i went out and got a wireless charger i was like maybe it just like the little input thing at the bottom of the phone just like doesn't work and so i got a wireless Right. And then it works like on a Monday, but then like by Thursday doesn't work. But then on Friday, hey, maybe it'll maybe it'll work. So it's a guessing game with charging my phone. See, you you need you need MagSafe. You need, I guess you, need so. an, you need an upgrade and you need MagSafe. Yeah. But and you know who doesn't have MagSafe, Emily? Would you like to guess who doesn't have MagSafe? Is it me? It's Samsung. Well it's definitely you <laughs> oh. it's selling but it's Samsung. Samsung doesn't oh, okay. I got you. MagSafe. Yeah. They can't do that for you. I was going gotcha. to ask something, and I already forgot. Dang it. It happens. Professional podcasters here, boys and girls. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> oh, Emily, so, do you have on hey. your charging cables, does it fray, like, right no. you know, where the lightning thing is, and then, the, then it becomes cable? Yeah. Does yours, no. like, ever pull out and start to fray? No, it doesn't. Okay. I don't know what it is. I know. I see some people in life that have that issue. I have 0% ever had that issue, and I don't... Hmm. I've had... I've had that with like the Apple provided cables. Yeah. I've had them, I've had them give up the ghost after, you know, not a ton of time, like the normal lifespan of the phone for sure. Really? I have the yeah. cable by my bed. I've had that one for years and it's yeah. trucking. It's doing great. Interesting. Yeah. No, I started uh, using like anchors braided cables long ago. Yeah. I just switched to those in my couch. I have two couch ones six footers all fun again all fun and games till your couch burns down <laughs> well so far we're going a couple years and we're still alive nothing <laughs> makes you an awesome apartment neighbor like a couch fire yeah hopefully hopefully someone would smell it before it gets too bad <laughs> i'm sure there's firewalls and whatnot 
All right, good talk about the good talk. Sorry, I was, re- I was looking at, at a so. review of your MagSafe car mount. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, dude, it's good. I'm I'm a happy camper. Hey, I have a question. Let's hear it. It has nothing to do with MagSafe. By the oh, way. Okay. well, then move on. I hope that's okay. Sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, obviously, you guys are not in my generation. <laughs> guys are so, a little <laughs> why do you have to say obviously I Emily? i don't know just because what you're sitting is... in my dining room and i own two grandfather clocks and a china cabinet we I'd... could be roughly the same age i don't own those things uh but i'm curious what is something as, I, as... i'm literally old enough not only to be your father but for <laughs> it to have not been scandalous <laughs> like i could have been married and well established but anyways continue what is uh, something that you guys look at with the generations under you? What is something that you think that we can do better at? <laughs> I mean, how far, how much time do we have? Do yeah, we have like, enough yeah, yeah. space on our storage devices? Give me one thing. Like, okay. wrap it up in Well, here's, uh, here's I was sense. at a, a New Year's party last night, and oh. we were, none of us were really watching the the. the what, I don't even know what channel. Whatever Ryan Seacrest did, is on. Whatever station. Did you that, go... You went after the service at the church? Yeah. <laughs> uh, PTO. Um, and so, we were, it was kind of on in the background. And then this one guy came on and he was wearing all leather. And he was wearing a leather cape. And I asked a friend. I'm like, who who's this guy? And they were all like, oh, you don't know who that is? That's this... Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of any of this. And uh, and then he like rips off the cape at one point. We couldn't hear the dialogue, but we're just watching it. He rips off the cape, and he's just like posing and like all proud of what he just did. Like, <sighs> look how great I look. And I'm just like, like this is this is America. Like, we're all happy about this. This is where we're going. And so I don't know if this is more of a fashion question or <laughs> what we find iconic question or what uh-huh. who are who are our people we're looking up to being going. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, man, I'm either super out of touch because I think every single person that was hosting and on the show, that whole New Year's thing, like we would catch it every now and then because whatever we're talking. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know any of these people. So I don't know, like, are we all like, are, am I just out of touch? Or are these things really cool? And are they like, when you when people see these things, like, do they actually think that guy was cool? And like, wow, that was a great outfit. Or am mm-hmm. I just really lame? Interesting. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's either one. I mean, I do uh-huh. think they think he's really cool. I don't think they're faking it. Same as we had our people that I mean, it's you know like the cliche is these darn kids and their rock music and long hair, right? <laughs> like it's it's always that's always been a thing, right? Where the culture moves on, and at some point you stop moving with it. Yeah. Like as you're talking, I'm flashing to the episode of Parks and Rec when Tom is trying to DJ the high school prom and he's convinced that, you know, every song on his playlist are bangers. And then the kids hate it all and have never heard of any of them. And it's, it's an, it's an existential crisis for him. (laughs) So then, but then like Tom hates his life because they love Ben's music, which is like, old alternative but they think it's like to them it's classic rock and they say it needs to be played on cds like it was meant to be heard it's that's, a pretty good shtick that's actually pretty funny i don't it's remember that at episode. all but that sounds funny um 
and I don't know that you can. I think it's uh, spread beyond uh, your your generation and the one coming up behind you. So it's not specific to you guys. Mm-hmm. So it's a societal issue in general at this point. But it seems pretty ingrained down there in the age range you're hanging out with. Right, y'all are too, way too soft. Mm. In what you way? You think you're you you think both like I'm saying you because I'm gr- grouping right, you in, right, right? right? Obviously, this isn't a direct, people like Emily. Man, you're going, soft. Kale, you need yeah, Kale's, thick skin. <laughs> Kale's going bad on Emily, like right here on the podcast. Um, so, and, and this actually, it's funny. This actually is a uh, is a common theme to mm-hmm. the podcast because I would tie it all to. I think Josh probably agree. I would tie it all to ego. Um, but you guys think your emotions matter way too much. Um, you're part of a generation that believes um, that language you don't agree with is violence language. So in, you know, 40, 50, 60 years, we've gone from sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me mm-hmm. to, I need some place to go be safe from your words. I need a physical space to go be safe from your words. Hey, I go there. I go to those safe um, places. Uh, but not only that, and we see this more and more now, like there was, and again, she's not part of your generation. This lady was older than me, but did you guys see this lady on like a Delta flight this year, like literally hitting an 80 year old man in the face yeah, and that. spitting in his face, yelling at him to put his mask up because he has mask down while he was, while he was eating. But it's so that what's problematic now is so uh, when I say it ties to ego, it's that my, my emotions and how you've made me feel are paramount. Like that's my, my truth instead mm-hmm. of the truth. There isn't a the truth anymore. There's my truth, um, which is a phrase I abhor. Um, I get what people mean. I get, they say, no, my, like what I've experienced, what, you know, what my take on this thing was, but then say that, the right. um, it's it, my truth is poor phrasing. Um, but like, how how I feel, how they feel, whatever, is like the most paramount thing at any time. And actually now it's become not only um, am I uncomfortable with what you've said or I disagree with what you've said, but now it's not just, you know, it's gone from complaining to violence in a lot of instances mm-hmm. uh, where it's becoming, um, you know, people acting out physically. And, and, and so, but it's just, it's just too soft and it's ego. It's like, it's too much. They, they value self too much. Right. Is there uh, in your uh, day jobs or day to day life? Do you find spaces to be able to like help that or like do anything to change that? Or um, I get the opportunity to uh, convince exactly two students a year to harden <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just see it from afar. I have no influence in this area, and I also, a- and it's also like I don't. Like and it's out. I sit here and complain about it, which isn't the right thing to do either. But I also, it's like I don't care enough to be like, can you guys stop being so soft? Like I don't, I don't go out of my way to do that because then that'll call. Right. No, who is like I? If I were nineteen, I'm not going to listen to a thirty year old telling me to do X thing. So I'm like, yeah. what is me going to do to matter? That probably takes time and relationship. I mean, yeah. you just go up to a stranger and be like, stop being soft. Probably not going to go over well. Probably get I canceled. went to some random high yeah. school the other day and I just had a megaphone and I was just yelling, stop being soft, <laughs> stop being soft. And like everyone started throwing eggs at me and I was like, I thought I was making a difference and uh, it didn't work. Yeah. Do you think there's a, a way to like change that or is, is that just? Oh yeah. Life's going to get really hard and the whole world's going to go through a real bad period. Right. And that will fix like that's that's that pattern holds out time and time and time and time again. Hard times make hard times. Hard times make 
or hard, hard times make yeah. hard men, hard yeah. men make good times, good times make soft men, soft men make right. hard times. I think like uh, when I look at my parents' generation and the, my parents' parents' generation, like that's true. Like they, they had, you know, war and they, they had to hit a low to hit a high and where my generation, like we, we had never seen that before COVID. We, we had only seen provision and growth. Mm. And yeah. so uh, when you kind of get uh, that uh, advantage or privilege, uh, you know, it, it makes it harder to, you know, be able to be stretched and challenged. What, like it's, it's hard, you know? It is. Well, and you look um, at um, like World War II. Um, which is just easy to identify with because that's what all the good war movies are about. Um, but it involved the entire, like the entire nation. The Once we decided to enter, um, the entire nation mobilized in that effort. Right. So people who were young enough to go, like men who were young enough to go fight, went to go fight and everybody else supported the war effort in some way. Mm-hmm. You were growing freedom gardens because there was less food to go around because it was supporting the war effort. You went to, uh, as the men left, women went to work in factories and they were literally building munitions and tanks and firearms and planes. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where that Rosie the Riveter image comes from, right? Like everybody, it was all in. We just finished being at war, well, finished uh, <laughs> being at war for 20 years in mm-hmm. America and um, less than 2% of the population participated in actually fighting those yeah. those wars. I took a course last semester called Great Leaders in History. Mm. Uh, there were six people. It was Billy Graham, uh, Mother Teresa, uh, Nelson Mandela, and uh, I forgot the other three. But um, the course was amazing because, you know, looking at Nelson Mandela, who did an incredible civil rights movement, you know, went, went to like in prison, like on an Island for like decades of his life and came back to, to sow seeds of peace, you know, like a leader like that is definitely, you know, one, someone to follow. Well, and he had to evolve to that. He was not always a peaceful leader. Yeah, that's right. Before that, he, he was not like that, but what I'm saying is, you know, I, I look around the world and around our country right now and I'm like, oh, I don't really see a leader like uh, someone worth following right now. Like, like, like they, they just had such like the little byline of the book is, you know, six souls who transformed the century or something like that. But like there's leaders out there and I follow great leaders at, at Southeastern and there's people in my circle. But, you know, there's just there's not anyone that I see kind of being brought up right now where it's like, Oh, they're doing so much for the nation. They're, they're, they're changing the culture. So, but I don't know. Well, there's, there's a thread though, even without you naming all six, I I, I mean, I'd, I'd bet my next paycheck on it right now. There's a common thread with all six of those leaders and anyone else who you will find who in anyone um, would count as a great leader and the common thread is is sacrifice. Yeah. And the leaders that we see elevated at a national level, at a political level, those aren't sacrificial leaders. They're not, again, painting with a broad brush, right, same way right. as I was your generation, right? Um, but they're they're seeking power, right? They're not that's it's part of what's always been so mystifying to me about uh, our founding fathers. 
Um, what was so incredible about them is when you look at what, when you really get into it and research what they were risking by declaring independence and then the actual price they paid throughout the battle for independence, mm -hmm. um, but then even the leaders that they were. So to take, I mean, you look throughout history and you will not find someone else in the position that George Wa of power that Washington was in at the end of the Revolutionary War. You love Washington. Doing what Washington did. Right. Which is he could have declared himself emperor, king, dictator, whatever he wanted to, mm -hmm. and instead handed power back to the people. He literally went back to Congress and resigned his commission and gave power back, and he wanted just to go live his life at Mount Vernon and be left alone. He had to get drugged back in uh, to serving as pre <laughs> right. president again. But so these guys actually set fortune aside, became, became poorer. Um, yeah, there's just no one, you know. I don't see anyone willing to do that. Leadership is getting out of the way. Which is so like uh, it doesn't make sense. Like it, I had to write a cover letter for a job I'm applying for, and I was writing, and I was like leadership. Like I was writing to the person who's gonna hopefully gonna hire me, <laughs> um, and we have a good relationship. But I basically said, you know, out of the many conversations that we've had, like one thing you taught me is leaders are someone who uh, get step out of the way, and you know that they, they kind of leave their followers with the resources and the knowledge so that they can discover for themselves their strength, you know, right. very, very similarly to how Christ leads a humble and lowly shepherd. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 11, I think, um, gentle and lowly that that's his whole heart is that, and then, you know, when, when hard times hit and, you know, we're questioning like, God, where are you? And, and, and why did this happen? And, you know, I don't feel you. I don't hear your presence. He's there the whole time. And we're actually, today, Christ is closer to us than he was to those in his early ministry, like when he walked the earth, because we are his body through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it can be said that whatever our body parts are doing, he's doing with us, which is just incredible. Um, but he's there the whole time when we're going through something difficult, but he kind of, he leads behind the veil so that we can discover our strength so that we can discover who we are because, you know, confidence doesn't come, you know, when you look in the mirror, it comes when you, when you know who you are and, and who Christ made you to be. Uh, I don't really know how I got on that no. little rabbit trail. Well, no. And I mean, obviously we're uh, big fans of uh, Jocko here at the South Zone podcast. Visit <laughs> southzonepodcast.com. Right. Click on jockofuel.com. Go get yourself um, some, uh, some Jocko Fuel goodness. But, um, and even in your internship, you were actually given a copy of Extreme Ownership to Read. Were, I got were all you not? four copies of. Did I buy you the you whole? You bought me every Jocko book there has ever been <laughs> you're, written. You're welcome. You're welcome. And everyone who ever has to serve under you, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but Jocko would put it this way is it's, it's decentralized command, right? And it's indirect leadership versus direct leadership, right? Direct leadership being this problem needs to be solved. Go solve it this way. Indirect leadership being, hey, we need to solve this problem. How do you guys think we should do it? Right. Letting your team come to that conclusion, letting your team grow into that, letting your team find those those strengths in doing that, and letting the team execute their plan rather than your plan. You're still guiding it, so you're ending up where you need to be with the problem solved. Mm -hmm. But the team has ownership over it, right? And they've landed there. And so it's that concept of you're constantly growing. You should be constantly replacing yourself. You should be constantly growing yourself out of out of a job, right? Yeah. And it's so it's that progression is really... 
uh, what you want, what you're looking for, but it's got of it only works if you can check your ego. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so true. The day you get the job is the day you plan for when you leave. I think. I'm, I'm passing on lots of, Oh, I'm planning to leave. (laughs) I I, I see the merit of that, but I would, it's not like a, okay, I got a new job. Let me hop on indeed per se. No, no, no. That's not what you're saying. No. no, the point of like constantly be growing yourself out of a job or replacing you're yourself up is below you. To yeah, know what you're you doing. should yeah. be built. You yeah. should be building up skill sets and moving into other areas, right? And preparing people to come up behind you, right? Within that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, or something like that. Jocko, come on and clear it up if I got it wrong, buddy. I'll open invite. Any? <laughs> yeah, he's listening right now. How dare you, sir? On a scale of one to ten, Cal, how much of a like love do you have of Jocko? <laughs> you need to go a bigger than 10 probably. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan. I, I can tell. I'm a, I'm a fan. So cool. no, I, I've, I've been like, I've, um, and not to tout myself as some great leader, but I've been a student of leadership for a very long time. It's just always been a topic that right. uh, has really intrigued me. So I've read a lot on leadership. I've sat in a lot of leadership training. Um, I've been in various leadership positions. I I haven't come across a better resource uh, on leadership than Jacko and his materials in mm. my, um, you know, few, what about the few Bible? decades. Um, uh, normally I give the caveat of the Bible uh, there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that um, along that, so, okay, here's, you know, Kale's going to get blasphemous. No, I'm not. But, um, <laughs> There's incredible leadership lessons to pull out of the Bible, but I think you have to work harder to pull those lessons out of Scripture than you have to to pull them out of Jocko's materials. Yeah, Jocko's more practical. Like, here's a situation. Here's how to deal with it. The Bible is not as plain English towards a very specific leadership lesson, per se. Right? Gotcha. I agree. Yeah. Those parables can be uh, a little tricky. Uh, Like, it's... So, I I think... um, it can be like I sit and look at the example of Jesus as a leader now, and it's very mm-hmm. easy for me to pull out the leadership principles from that because yeah. I'm just so there, right? Like I'm so primed to see those things and pull those out. I really love, um, which I don't think he gets hit on enough as a leadership resource, David as a leader. I'm a fan. <laughs> um, not so much the crying. Let's pull it together, David. All but right. Dude, other than Psalms, that, sometimes I'm in Psalms. I'm like, bro, get it together. You're so soft. <laughs> what are you, Gen Z? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, Someone so, just got offended at no, that joke. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah, no, it's there. So the the difference being not that there's there's no depth to um, the materials that Jocko's uh, put out. I'm actually reading his new fictional book right now. Oh, cool. Um, Final Spin. It's a fun read so far. Not quite done. I meant to finish it over Christmas, but, you know, the well-laid plans of mice and men. Um, but so it's just kind of served up on a silver platter there for you. And yeah. there is, like, if there wasn't any depth to it, if it, if it was just easy, there only would have been one book. And, of course, instead... There's several, right? There's because we talk about it on here a lot. Um, the follow-up of, of dichotomy really is almost a Q&A answer to uh, extreme ownership. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, I, it's a stolen joke from Jocko and his team. You know, like some people just, they take ownership too hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to, it's too much ownership. And so dichotomy deals, but, but then again, that takes you back to, and there are several key players, echelon front. I look for little cues all the time uh-huh. and I follow all those guys on social media. So Jocko and Leif Babin is who, who wrote the books with him. And so they founded into echelon front together, but several people that served with them, 
uh, now work at Echelon Front with them. A guy named Jason Gardner, uh, J.P. Donnell, um, Dave Burke. These are guys who, by and large, I don't know why Jason Gardner doesn't have his own uh, Jocko Go flavor yet. So somebody over at Origin, let's get on that for, for him. But I watch for little little cues, mm-hmm. and several of these guys, I'm positive, I'm positive are Christians, All like one hundred percent. Still holding out on Jacko. I don't know for sure yet. Leif, yeah, Leif for sure is. Leif for sure. JP, I know for sure is. Jason, I know for sure is. Um, uh, just just gleaning from from different I feel things like they if, say in post for Jocko, if he's surrounded with those guys all the time. I mean, he has to have some sort of influence from them, and yeah. like they, they've had to, you know, have conversations and yeah. stuff like that. So, but um, so, but so like you see, like these principles, like seeing dichot, like reading dichotomy. There's so many even tie-ins to that where it's like, um, like leading well uh, as a as a Christian leader, like within scripture, there is balance. There is this dichotomy. There are these two sides, and it's not, um, you know, people will use. Well, I, you know, I, th- I just think there needs to be balance. And they're talking about I want to have one foot in the world and one foot in the in the <laughs> church. And it's not that kind of balance, yeah. but it's, um, you know, just two sides of of the same coin where you've you've got you can take a thing too far in in any given direction, and mm-hmm. then you're you're wrong, even though. You're kind of you're like no, it's it's right, it's here, right? Right? No, but it's it's you know whatever. That's cool. Um, so I, I see I see some parallels there, but yeah, we regularly here on the podcast recommend. Um, we probably should uh, rec- read your Bibles. There's your Bible recommendation. I'm like we're always like, hey, read these things, but uh, read your Bible, snag a Bible. Um, but uh, are you going to tell them how they should read their Bible, or they just pick up a book and? go anywhere i mean just i mean you know, it's been the best-selling book on the planet for a couple of millennia you'll figure it out just pick i mean probably don't start with numbers that's my advice <laughs> oh, don't, yeah. don't start unless you're having trouble sleeping numbers right. is not the <laughs> the place to go yeah, there's but, there's uh, definitely some weird spots uh, uh yeah uh, alvarado always says start to start with the book of john if you've never read before just read the book of john um my what like i've been a christian my whole life my just uh, default schedule is uh, I follow I have the Bible app it's just brown it looks like a Bible on my phone and I read I don't know the last time TBH I've touched a physical Bible now that I'm thinking wow. about it does that make me a Somebody's bad person going to hell huh <laughs> would you say no you cut what? you actually cut out when you made a joke so I'm actually <laughs> asking what <laughs> that was the Lord I I implied you might be going to hell that was all. oh well probably yeah. not um, but not because of this oh God. <laughs> And so uh, my default is uh, it's one of the Bible plans. It's read the whole Bible in a year and it has maybe a couple chapters or a chapter. It's, it's random. Every day is like different. Sometimes I'm like, oh, frick, I'm reading like four chapters of numbers and yeah, then about one to say quick this. thing in, in, <laughs> uh, always, in like I'm, Matthew. And I'm like, who, who built this schedule? Because my word, sometimes it takes me 15 minutes. Sometimes it takes me like the whole day. And that's what I, I, that's what I hate. Yeah. You're in those uh, like Bible in a year plans and it's like bite-sized chunks, bite-sized chunks. Oh, you're going to read half the Bible today. Yeah. Half the half. Mm. And if you don't, you failed God. Right. Like you just feel bad when you don't check off that day. You're like, yeah, just come on, David, stop crying. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so it's a little bit of the old Testament, a little bit of the new Testament, and then a Psalm of the day and a proverb of the day, all in one little, Day yeah. that's plan. what i do recently uh, i just kind of i do two chapters of the old testament solomon proverb two chapters of the new testament proverb a day it, it, like even if you aren't a christian um like 
proverb of a day, a proverb of the day, mm-hmm. I think you would still take immense value away from, uh, value away from oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's so Pro- much yeah. wisdom. Even if you don't believe that wisdom came from God, uh, which obviously the three of us sitting here do, uh, but there's just so much wisdom packed in there. Uh, that's that's a good solid practice. But I'll tell you what, a, a lot of people are like, and even, you know, you'll find little mini prints of the Bible um, that are like just the Gospels. Um, and then yeah, revelation. Yeah. Cause let's throw that right at somebody. Here you go. Um, but, uh, I'm not a big fan. Like I'm not a haste. If you've never read the Bible, start with the gospels kind of person. And I'll tell you why this probably comes from, uh, like my exposure to his name, Ray comfort back in the day. I said, Ray, Ray might still be around. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow him closely, but, um, Ray comfort used to do all these tracks that were, that were based on evangelizing using the 10 commandments. Like the 10 commandments didn't cease to exist and cease to be law. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, but the point is right. And I think this is actually a Ray comfort, uh, story. It used to be like, if you were getting on a plane, and um, I was about to say stewardess, but you can't call them stewardesses anymore. So I don't know. An employee of the airline hands mm-hmm. you a parachute and says, hey, if you keep this parachute on for this flight, you're going to have the most comfortable, calm, relaxing, just refreshing airline experience and flight you've ever had in your entire life. You're like, sweet. I'll, I'll wear it. Mm-hmm. But then if there's turbulence and there's a kid behind you kicking their seat. And the person sitting next to you or rolls of their flesh are hanging over the armrest and the turbulence hits while the drink cart is next to you and hot coffee gets spilled on you. Like you're going to take off that parachute and you're going to throw it to the ground and you're going to stomp on top of it. And you might punch the person in the face who gave it to you for being a liar. Right. Mm-hmm. Because nothing they said about this thing they provided you came through. But if they're like, listen, um, I like, I've been on this plane all day. This is going to be like our fourth flight today. And I fly on a lot of planes and they're saying everything's good with this plane, but I'm telling you something has been off mechanically. I don't know what I just like hand out pillows and drinks, but it's not right. And if I were you, I'd wear this parachute for this flight. Now, nothing that happens during that flight is going to make you take that parachute off other than the landing right? Like coffee gets spilled on you. I don't care. I'm not taking this off. Right. Because that person who's been on this thing, who knows what's up was like, nah, this thing could go down. Right. So the point being like your attachment to the item of salvation is entirely dependent upon your understanding of the need for that, that saving device. Mm hmm. Right. So I don't like the idea of starting with the gospel, which is the story of Jesus, which is the tale of God sending his son to earth to die for our sins, to save us from hell. Right. When you have no idea what you need to be saved from. Hmm. So if you don't know that you're a sinner, if you don't understand that regardless of how good or, or whatever a person you believe yourself to be, that you've broken God's law, that you have sinned, that the price for that sin is death, then what do you care about a savior? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, uh, love uh, gospel. Love the gospel. I like Jesus. I'm a fan. So then, what saying, are you telling the people gospel. to read first? Man, I I think um, the beginning is always a good place to start. Genesis. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's like yeah. just read the whole book, or are you like just read up into those chapters? No, no, no. But a little I crazy. Th- no, yeah, no, I, I I, think, again, like, numbers, got it, 
check. Uh, I'm down, but, um, you know, like understanding creation, uh, understanding like, you know, why, why there are rules, you know, set forth for us, like understanding that whole thing, like, uh, you know, the breaking of our relationship with God, the multiple attempts to repair it before Jesus, why those weren't sufficient. Uh, right. You might um, lose several people though on that history tour. Though. Yeah. I'm like, just thinking about my, Noah. Sorry, I cut you off. What'd you say, Emily? I was just uh, thinking about it. it gets a little messy with the flood. Cause you know, it says like, you know, God, killed everyone on the earth and a new believer is going to be like why would i serve a god who killed everyone on the earth i i would yeah i agree i would tell people like i like jason's perspective read the book of john like fall in love with who jesus is understand jesus and then like just being in relationship with him that in itself causes change just that relationship but with with without without the context of of sin why would you fall in love with him with, without like, without the context of needing to be saved for something then he is just another philosopher no i say people don't need to read genesis in order to understand that they're just lost i mean maybe but there's just so many broken people walking around on the world and and they just they recognize now there's two kinds of people. There's people that recognize they're drowning. And then there's people who don't recognize they're drowning mm-hmm. for those who do recognize that. And they're like, I am lost. I'm hopeless. I, I, I'm looking for, for joy in, in all the wrong places. You know, what is it? What, what's the answer? And, you know, somehow they, they find about Jesus. Um, and maybe they don't even read Jesus about, in the Bible, maybe it's attending a service or a Bible study or just a million other ways that you can find out about Jesus. I think that is how change. And when, when someone goes from death to life, um, but that is, you do, I see your point. Um, I'm just, no, like I'm not. So again, so this is where we get into dichotomy, right? And this is where a lot of the church today, um, gets this wrong is, no, you, you, you can't go pure old Testament. You obviously, right. I mean, you can, that's Judaism, mm-hmm. right. Um, but without the old Testament, without the law, you don't have the context of the need for the savior. You can't ignore the law and have Jesus mean to you what he's supposed to mean to you. Now you can come to that understanding any number of ways. Like you can just feel conviction. Like you can just know life sucks and it's off and there's gotta be something better. Right. Um, you, you can just be told like, you can be like, you don't need to read all the old Testament to be taught the, the concept of no, we're, we're all sinners. We've all broken God's law where the punishment for that sin is, is death. Uh, right. It's spirit, sometimes physical, some always spiritual. right? Right. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what the big deal of Jesus was, right? That's why we need him. That's why he's such a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but if you take all that away, then it's... That is difficult. I, I feel like, yes, absolutely, people need to know what Jesus saved them from. But I'm curious, and I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I, I wonder, does that have to be the first step is to know what Jesus saved you from? Or is that something, is that like a second like, is that something that you can learn about after you accept Jesus into your heart? I, I feel like there's a, it is a bit of a. I just think it con- context is key, right? So I don't think yeah. somebody needs to trudge 
and parts of it can be a trudge. Sorry, God. Yeah. Or kind council of Nicaea. Um, but I don't think somebody needs to trudge through all of the old Testament before they crack open Matthew. Right. right. Like, I don't think you need to do that, yeah. but I do think you can, you can hit some of the highlights and understand that God created us. Mm-hmm. That's why he gets to say how things are supposed to work. I think you eliminate, well, why does God tell me what's right and wrong? Well, I mean, he he made you, right? Like, if you built a computer and you programmed it, you'd get to decide how the computer works, right? It's just logic. Like, that's just, you create it, you get to decide how the thing works. That's the deal, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't like it, go make your own universe, Um, which I kind of think is the deal with Mormons. I think they think Mm -hmm. they get their own planet, but that's another conversation. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, um, but I think that context is key, and you see that, like, Oh, you know, why, why would a God who loves, loves me, who loves us flood the whole earth and kill everybody except mm-hmm. for this dude and his family? Oh, well, if you go to Genesis, you see that wasn't, that wasn't the goal. That wasn't the idea, yeah. right? That wasn't the point. Like the goal was perfect relationship. It wasn't supposed to be that way. We jacked that up. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Because, uh, you know, Eve was talking to snakes. Um, just a little, it's all woman's fault joke there for you. Um, so I think, but that context of, no, that, that wasn't the goal. To be and fair, Adam was there too. Adam was right next to her. It says it in the verse. Yeah, we all know what's up though. Um, no, I, I'm going to go with Emily on that front. Like we like to throw the blame on her, but oh, he was he was standing right there. Yeah. He still ate it. Faults. And if we're going to talk about extreme ownership, he still ate it too. So Yeah. And he, he was uh, designed to protect her and he did not do that. So. It's not. It's not a man or woman thing. It's just a human she thing. Force I mean, we it in were, his mouth. He consciously chose to eat it. So we he's were just as much right a along before she got there. Real. The moral of the story is: this, he could, if he could have just been happy hanging out with animals, he would have been fine. Uh, but God saw that it was that not was, good that man be alone. He needed a helper. You would rather just look at lions and t- I had, never mind. <laughs> that would actually be kind of close. <laughs> to you, you're uh, saying you would rather stare at nature and not have a lovely woman. You can basically create the whole earth with procreation. Like that's listen, what you're probably doing. All right, listen, that's a giraffe. Let's get okay. back. Let's make some more hundred. You asked me. You asked me what the younger generations get wrong. There's no room for hyperbole anymore. Of course, it wasn't all Eve's fault, but there's nothing funny in that. Yeah, but uh, we like back to talking truth. We like to talk uh, truth here on the Solid Seven Podcast. Here, here yeah, we sometimes go. you don't always have to say a joke, Cal. Here we go. Oh, face. Hey, oh. <laughs> but like, I know uh, people. Like, for instance, my wife. She, uh, she did not know the Lord when before we started dating, and so I gave her a book from Judah Smith uh, called Jesus Is. So she got to learn. Like, she didn't. Like, I guess what we're talking about is someone just boom instantly. I'm in love with Jesus, but like, you don't just do that. You know, like either you're in an altar call or you're in a conversation like this where you're someone's explaining to you, this is the goodness of Jesus. And so I gave her this book and she started reading about Jesus and then she started falling in love with Jesus, who he was. And then that helped her understand, oh, Christianity, oh, this is the ark. And here's the other Bible stories that you would learn in Sunday school. She didn't do the history tour first. She found out, oh, Jesus is a good guy and he cares about you and he loves you. And then it turned into, oh, and this is why blah, 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 blah. Right. I So I'm not saying there's one right way for somebody to come to knowledge about Jesus 
or to accept him as their savior or to learn about God and who he is. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a significant portion of the population who, if you say, and again, I'm truncating here. This isn't the word for a conversation. Hey, you need Jesus to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. <laughs> Here's the book of Genesis. <laughs> the follow on question is savior from what? Right. And I feel Why like do most altar calls that you would hear that question in kind of explain all that. At least every altar call I've ever heard kind of explains that. Like, you've been living a life of X, Y, and Z, right. and you know that's not right, for but you. That's, right, but that's a different conversation. So, mm-hmm. But that's your... You're taking what I'm saying about, hey, where do you, if you, do you just hand somebody a Bible and say, go read this is what we were talking about. And I'm saying, my statement was, I don't like telling people to just start. Okay. So we're saying you're not in an altar call. You're talking to some random person on the street. Where do you yeah, start? I'm not talking about preaching or okay. evangelizing I didn't, I didn't or any the of parameters that. of s- this current discussion. Yeah. No, we said, oh, hey, if you just give somebody a Bible, you're just like, what? Here, just go read this. Oh, I think um, I would still stick with the the Jesus read the book of John. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I would point them to the gospels. Is. I just wouldn't solely st- point them there and I would not just start them there. I would start them in Gen- Gen- sure. Genesis. I, I mean, probably in that I would say, but if you want to start from the beginning, like, yeah, Genesis, but then there I'd also probably just point them to like a solid Bible reading app on the, uh, on the Bible app and be like, this will help you. Like, cause I'm sure there's new believer esque things that give you the key things to read. And then, and then, and then you're probably good to go. Yeah. We didn't have all this fancy toys when I got saved. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what's a little, not really what's unfortunate today in a lot of churches is I feel like talking about hell is highly controversial. And mm. I think it's because it for so long it, it's been used to like shame people and so now the repercussion of that is people don't know how dangerous hell is or or whenever it's brought up it's like oh you're just going to use me to shame shame me that for my sins and you know it's whatever but it's just it's it it is so important to know what Jesus saves you from and so but that was just a little something i thought of yeah, yeah, that's I'd what I'm saying. Like, it, if you don't understand the risk or the consequence, then he's just a cool guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So I just think it needs the context. And this, ladies and gentlemen, will be the episode when we figure out what percentage of our listenership is Christians and which percentage <laughs> is not. Like, I thought these guys were <laughs> atheists this whole time. I'm out. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, you know... Uh, I have no, I have no, I was going to try and make a good segue here to Emily is actually a published author and I, and I got nothing. I, I was going to pivot to it when we were talking Jocko and all of his books and uh-huh. be like, you know, who else has written a book? But Emily is in fact a published author. I am. Um, I did it. How, what's the, give us the, what's the name of your book? A little book of five big truths. A little book. And how, how did this come about? How did this go down? So my you were pretty low-key about it like i found out about I, it from somebody else <laughs> I, I didn't know how to be like hey i wrote a book without sounding like super prideful so okay. i just kind of let it do its thing um but yeah my my senior year uh the i just i uh tried out for soccer and uh i made team manager represent <laughs> um uh but they invited me to the christmas party and so i went to this christmas party and there's this huge bowl 
of uh, fortune cookies. And at the time I was leading a Bible study with a friend and I, I had like made a lesson and she was like, oh, this is so good. You should like write a book one day. And I was like, ah, you know, maybe thinking it was going to be super in the future. But like that same week I had gone to this Christmas party, big bowl of fortune cookies. I just pick a random one. I open it and word for word, it says you should write a book. And I was like, dang, that's insane. So like literally that night I started writing, took about four months to write. Um, she's a cute little, little, little book just fits in your back pocket. Uh, but it's basically about the five biggest lessons I learned from high school and Mm. which are, uh, one friends is the first chapter dreams and goals is the second chapter there's a chapter about like what's the difference between girls and women like spiritually and and how they think and how they act the fourth one is on confidence and the last is about uh emotions which that one's my favorite that one that one's cool um but yeah i did it and then i took it with covid and everything took like a year to edit and officially publish nice yeah and I, who's it published with? Because I remember seeing the name and Zulon. thinking it was funny, uh, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't commit the name to memory. It's a company called Zulon. Okay. X U L O N. All right. What was the yeah. name of the book? A little book of five big truths. You can find it on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. And so now this publishing company was founded and run by Vulcans, or why I, Zulon? I have no idea. Uh, right. I didn't ask that. Uh, yeah, it's at Vulcans are from Star, Star Five, Trek. So. Five, $4.70 on <laughs> Amazon it. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, le- I looked it up today. It's a heck of a deal right now. Down oh, normally 12 and bucks. Do you approve of that big yeah. discount? And it's prime. Yeah. So, well, as I understand it, when they run sales like that, like it's not the author or the publisher that takes the, the hit. Mm. Like the discount comes out of the retailer side, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I think I read too that like Amazon can see like the algorithm and the analytics and go, if we do this, you'll sell more actually or something like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I never did it for the money, of course. That's uh, what they all say. It wasn't. I mean, you, you, you said how low key about it it was. My dad is probably like the biggest advocate for it. He uh, carries copies in his work bag and hands it out to his coworkers. It's amazing. So, yeah, did you I, also I asked write for, the intuitive eating guide. No, I did the not. The anti-diet solution for building a healthy relationship with food. I clicked your yeah. name on Amazon, and that says you've also written that. Really? All right. Yeah. Maybe you get a cut. <laughs> so, so there's so. two Emilys out there, and they think you're the same. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, but it's it's been good. Where um, to go, Amazon? I'm happy the price went down though. I thought it was so too expensive when it first came out. I wish can't think that way. I w- I wanted to just give it away for free if I could. Wow. But the target audience is for high school girls. Um, I mean, anyone can read it, of course. But that that was kind of my target audience. And th- last summer, when I was a camp counselor, like I said, I was able to serve um 14 year old girls and just I brought like tons of copies with me to camp and I was able to hand them out to campers. And what was really cool is, uh, halfway through the summer, one of my campers that had left her mom, uh, 
mailed me a letter and she she was just thanking she me. She's 90 years old. <laughs> well, well, I don't have my phone like you know. She wrote it while while she was eating some soup. <laughs> but she wrote me a letter and she said, you know, thank you so much for pouring into my daughter and you know, she read your book twice. She's making me read it. She's making her sister read it. She's making her friend read it. And so that if but for her like she, if anyone else didn't read it and it was just for this one girl's entirely worth it um so it was, it was just so cool to be able to have that moment just with these girls and you know them reading my book and saying how much it helped them you know it's it, awesome it, it was amazing what the lord did and, yeah. and how he's been glorified through it all no i can identify because I, I don't know about josh but people tell me all the time how much the solid seven podcast has really helped them with any number <laughs> of oh things. wow that's so good so, yeah we no, you take her thing and make it about you <laughs> kale so. Well, I also want to be very clear that uh, Josh and I, we're totally doing this for the money. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just want to have a good time. I don't care if it makes any money. No, that's that's false. That's, <laughs> so it doesn't mean we're good at it, but that's uh, uh, no. But I, I, somebody somebody else at the at the school told me about it. I can't remember. I, I, I bought it right away with full intention, hand to God, of reading it. Uh, and I ended up giving it to my niece instead. Oh, and good. hearing you explain it, I'm glad I made that decision because yeah. I'm not your target market. No. And she very much was. And she enjoyed it greatly. Oh, so so there there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know so. too many high school girls, so I don't know. You have probably shouldn't. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was like, that'd be cool to give to somebody that I'm like, I don't know any females that are of that age. And probably that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's cool because, like I said, with my dad's coworkers, you know, they're in their fifties, maybe sixties, I don't know, but they uh, he hands them a copy, and then a couple of weeks later, they'll text him and they'll say, you know, they read it and they're like, I wish I knew this a really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, the reality is that, like good information like good principles are good principles and it really doesn't r- mm-hmm. matter right mm-hmm. so when you say the target mark it, it, you know your is high school girls really that's just the packaging around the truth right around around good principles mm-hmm. so we again uh, because everything on the South phone podcast is either jocko or the office like jocko gets letters like that um, and sometimes he'll share them and you read it and you think they'd be talking about like extreme ownership or dichotomy or all these other books he's written. And they're, they're talking about his way of the warrior kid series. And this is like a grown person that somehow got a hold of, um, he's got this whole line of three or four kids books, way of the, yeah. way of the warrior kid, you gave me one. where they've got, did I give you way you of the did. warrior kid? Yep. Dang. That's hilarious. Jocko, what's up, man? <laughs> we should be friends, buddy. Who's, who else is doing that? Uh, but that where they've read that and they're like, no, I like, beat addiction and got my life together Aww. and fixed my whatever. And it's just because like truth is truth. Like that, the rest of it's just packaging. Right. right? So it's just the wrapping. Um, so no, that's awesome. And I'm sure one of these days, uh, well, it's on sale. I'll buy it. Josh, you can buy it. I already bought it. Look at you. Aww, thank you. Emily just made 11 and a half cents. <laughs> I wish I would have bought it. I made another Amazon purchase during this, uh, <laughs> this telecast. Um, when I was in yours, uh, looking at your mount, they anchor sells just the ring, uh, like a circle that goes around the MagSafe, but it has like the also the metal ring that you can like put your finger through to hold your phone. But yes. I didn't want like a whole case thing, and they they sold the thing exactly the thing I was always thinking about, and it was yeah. right there. So I I bought one of those earlier, 
and yeah. I bought. I wish I would have combined the orders so then I less packaging and saving the environment and climate change. You know all that crap. Dude, we went to dinner tonight. Um, just uh, the family and uh, my wife's sister. Uh, we went to Rock and Brews, hmm. and uh, freaking paper straws. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst, and they're, they're not so dumb. Saving anything or anyone. So I made this joke many years ago when they first started the paper straws. This is a bad joke. It's not to be laughed at now. But like I made the joke, like I'd rather have a hundred dead turtles and one plastic straw. Like I would rather have all the plastic straws than dead turtles, right? But then I saw a video of someone pulling out a plastic straw of a turtle's nose. I'm like, dang, that sucks. Okay, I take back that joke. But pi- paper straws is not the better alternative because uh, they suck. Because you go to Chipotle, you put in the paper straw and thing. By halfway through that cup, you need a new straw because you can no longer suck your drink out of it because it's sogged up. Yeah. So, like the suck. better move would be when you were a kid, did you ever like bite both ends off a Twizzler and use that as a straw? Uh, like that's a superior uh, solution. Yeah, yeah. Make it edible. At Even least. that. Yeah. Give me a little individually wrapped uh, Twizzler. When I, go that route. I'll appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like you have to choose between the trees or the turtles. So. Oh yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. It sucks for the turtles, and I don't I didn't like that video, and it was kind of traumatizing seeing it because I'm like, holy crap, this is this is bad. But then I'm like, your paper straw suck. Let's come up with something better. Yeah, what when you when you look at the actual data behind like it's probably like three much, turtles, and that was one of the videos well, of the three turtles. Not only that, but like the percentage of like you know we're told there's nothing worse in the world right now than plastics in the ocean, and I'm not saying it's a positive thing, but like the percentage of that that is a contributed by the United States at all to begin with, right? Uh, is much smaller than we're all led to believe, and the percentage of that that comes from straws, I think, regardless of region is like infinitesimal like hey guys you know what's not going to solve the plastics in the ocean problem straws. getting rid of all the plastic straws that's not that's not the win here well starbucks yeah. do you know that the rest of like sure you got rid of the plastic straw do you know the rest of your cup is also plastic well here's the other funny thing is okay so all our straws are plastic except for the two straws in the kids cups that were like the hard plastic with the hard plastic lids that I don't even think is recyclable. That's it's funny. like the take-home kids cup where you end up with 20 of them in your cupboard and you don't even know what to do with them. Dude, same. We left them on the table. So I'm like, way to save the planet, rock and bruise. Hmm. Fire. So like, it would take like 5,000 normal straws to melt down and make those two cups and lids, but this is a win. Yeah. This is a win. Thanks for your virtue signaling and my crappy straw. <laughs> Well, good job writing a book, Emily. I've done nothing successful with my life, so that's cool. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Uh, So, How did we get onto straws from Emily writing a book? How did that happen? Uh, Oh, you wanted to save packaging by combining your Amazon orders. That was mostly a joke, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, it's it's funny, too, because like Amazon isn't trying. Like, you ever get that package that has the one tiny thing in it, but Mm -hmm. the box is 50 times the size? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but on the upside, my kids enjoy popping those giant plastic bubbles they put in there now. So it's just a two percent more annoying first world pains living in an apartment. And then it's like another box or bag that I have to ball put together and throw in the it's trash. It's a hard knock life. For yeah. I mean, they had to cut down some trees to print that book you just ordered. Thanks, hey, Emily. Yo, you're I welcome. I can't get a Kindle version. <laughs> I can't get a Kindle version. <laughs> Are you on iBooks, actually? I didn't even think to look. But I can't, like, I bought this Uh, mostly thinking I'm going to gift this to somebody probably at some point. Yeah. 
I don't think no, I'm not on iBooks. Sorry. You should get on the iBook flow. I will do my best. Thank you. For <laughs> She's the not in it for the money. She's not in it for the iBooks, Josh. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big iBooks guy. Why iBooks though? Just because you're just just appling it up. I think I just started there and I never went to Kindle, so then I'm like I'm not gonna start another half of my library on Kindle, maybe. That's that's fair. That's fair. So, um, you know what does help the Earth, even though getting rid of plastic shots doesn't, is the International Space Station. <laughs> How's that for a segue? I thought so you were ending this, it. No. Like, How is this going to... And then what? What, just wrapping up the pod? We're probably yeah, I thought, close. I thought probably we were ending Emily, it. And I was like, Emily I would, probably I ought to get, get home. This one with that. I say Emily probably ought to get home. I'm like... I do. We're old and going to bed. Emily, I mean, she's... Night's just begun, I'm sure. No, I like to go to bed around 9.30. Dang. Wow. It is really past my bedtime. Wow. How, how old are so. you, Emily? Am I allowed to ask? Is that inappropriate to ask? No, I'm uh, 20 years old. You know what I wished I would have read when I was 20? Tell uh, me. Is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, I, I already read it. <sighs> Fire book, right? It's so amazing. I wish I, I would have really read that it. when I was 20 because I feel like I'd be a, a completely different person today. Yeah, I oh. I didn't prep you with this before the episode, but the thing to know about Emily, Josh, is that she likes people. <laughs> yeah, that could have been more impactful for me because I don't like people. Yeah. And I don't Why want not? to influence people and I don't want friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was just naming other things. Mish- mission accomplished. <laughs> 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 ah, and this so. book was like, no, man. Don't do those things. And I was like, you're right, Dale. It's 1930, and I wish I talked like you guys. <laughs> and then he went and bought a fedora, and now he wears that around and yeah, talks like he's in a movie from the 40s. But uh, So, no, as random as that segue probably seemed to you, Emily, we, uh, we talked some tech around here, which we did today, but I like to throw That's some cool. space stuff in there. And I saw today that NASA's going to extend the, uh, the space station operations through 2030. Cool. So, uh, you know, if the uh, Russians don't... <laughs> Don't destroy it first. So I think I'm going to sleep a whole lot better tonight. Knowing that. (laughs) Hey, man, every time you nuke some food, you can thank our space program. All right. So why don't you shut it? (laughs) GPS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't hate space, but it's just like, like, oh, cool. All right. Next. So. Well, I think this is a solid. This is a solid start, uh, not a solid seven pun to uh, to twenty twenty two. I think we've done it. I think we've done it justice. I think we got off on the right foot here. Definitely. So yeah, mar- our yeah, very barely. first, our very first author. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm honored. So, nothing but up from here. What do you What do you want to You want to tell the people before you go, Emily? Um, I hope you guys have a great year. Many blessings. Um, praying for you, whoever you are listening. And so when you pray that exact prayer right there, are you going, I just pray for anyone who listened to this podcast or are you literally naming them by name? I'm just saying whoever's listening, I'll say a prayer for you. Now, if you guys, if you guys want to, want to send us those names to pass along, if you would like, now it's feeling a little televangelisty. If you would like for Emily to pray for you directly <laughs> for your small, if you would like to sow a seed and have Emily pray for you personally and directly. 
He could be. That would have been a great televangelist. Yeah, you would have killed it, man. Oh gosh! Well, hey, listeners, we love you, and uh, we're excited about this year. Some big things in the works, as always. Uh, you can find out more about everything we've been talking about, catch the latest episodes, all that sort of stuff at solid seven podcastcom Solid the number seven podcast dot com. There's direct links to uh, Go Ruck there and uh, Origin Main and Jocko Fuel. Hit up any of those links. Make a purchase, register for an event, and a little bit, a little bit of that. We get to wet our beak just a little bit. Of that will come and uh, support what we're doing here at the Solid Seven Podcast. If you love us just uh, way more than that, even after you've bought Emily's book, if you've got some money to burn still, <laughs> click that podcast or that uh, Patreon link on there. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter, which really helps make the magic happen. So uh, there's a couple of different levels there $5 a month, $10 a month, $10 a month supporters. Get a solid seven mug. It is a better than average coffee mug, but everybody there gets bonus content each and every week from us. And it helps us do what we're doing. Other than that, uh, we always love a good rating and review. Spotify recently added ratings. You can actually Mm -hmm. go on there. Finally, I know you've been waiting for it. Spotify listeners. Why can't I give solid seven podcasts a five star rating? Now you can. So, uh, Hop on your uh, podcast listening app of choice and uh, drop a little, drop a little five star rating, a little, a little review. Man, these guys are smart. Man, these guys are funny. You know all the usual things that you're just thinking. <laughs> uh, put it, put it in writing. Not uh, to put words there. in your all, mouth, but all that helps us out. And of course, uh, if you're on the social medias, if that's if that's you, if that's where you're at, you can find us on. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Not going to lie. Anything you see posted, it's just coming from from Instagram and, and rolling over to those other things. But we, we put some stuff on there occasionally, some funny things, some interesting things. Give us a, a follow there. And, of course, tell your, tell your friends, tell your family. Hey, listen to these guys. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to continue uh, there, so I didn't know you were. No, I was, no, I was out. I was just sitting here to judge the reaction, and based on that, we should uh, close up shop. Evidently, well, it seemed like you were stopping mid sentence right there. Am I wrong, Emily? Did it seem like he was going to continue? Uh, I just wanted to make him tremble and not uh, say anything and see if he's cool. Was Let's just do that. I'm just going to sit here and just stare. Hey guys, just. thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a real honor. I've always wanted to be on a podcast, so now I can check that out. I'm sorry for you that it had to be this one, but uh, <laughs> it's all uphill from here. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much. I had a good time. No, thanks for coming. Always welcome. Let good us know meeting you. When, uh, when you're in town, you can keep keep us, uh, you know, up to uh, up to date on all the the hot Bible <laughs> uh, universe, like Christian University goss. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, they don't know. have gossip because that's like, is that is gossip an actual sin? Or is it just something we shouldn't practice? It's okay if it's a prayer request. Oh, God. Like, hey, guys, you really need to be praying for Hillsong United, like, because we haven't really been doing their songs. <laughs> oh like, it's really, like, Elevation Worship, you that's what's You use your prayer request as the gospel. Right now. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Yeah. Emily, so is that's gossip itself a sin, or is it just frowned upon? I can't remember. Um, I don't know, but I think slander is uh, one definitely mentioned right i mean i think gossip definitely uh falls under the umbrella of slander we'll we'll run it by becca when she comes back on okay (laughs) what's funny is uh we have uh, a christian professor who's a regular guest on the podcast awesome yeah uh we we know her we love her uh, rebecca strangarity she not only i mean not just a professor she's the head of an entire department 
or two, maybe even. And yet this is still probably the most Christian episode we've ever had. Interesting. Nature. Interesting. Gauntlet has been thrown down, Becca. That's what I'm saying. Don't be too hard on Becca. <laughs> she deserves it. Okay. <laughs> See, even now, Josh, she likes people. I don't get it. It's part of why she's so intriguing. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think I, we I don't were... like people, but I like individuals. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. No. That's uh, one of my all-time favorite quotes. <laughs> Men in black. A person is smart. People are stupid. And it's true. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. You get too many of us in the same place at the same time and the IQ takes a dive. Yeah. So, and on that happy note, <laughs> hey, listeners, we love you. We mean it. And uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. See y'all. Bye.